Blog Talk Radio. There is no earthly way of knowing. <laughs> Good man is out of time. Which direction we are going? Narekio Camino. It would have been DWI. have reached a tipping point. show what a show joining me tonight um the amazing duke and of course larry goodman how are you guys doing tonight fantastic how are you guys not too bad doing not too bad for thursday night doing well doing well of course i have um for the record i'm old we all know that um i cut my nap short tonight to do <laughs> to do the show, um, but you best believe it's going to be worth it. And we might also be joined by Rob Rod as well. Um, we are rapidly approaching the end of the year, gentlemen. And uh, I got that text from Rob showing um, the rather diverse um, nominations, uh, the number of people that are getting nominated for each category, the number of people that are picking up multiple nominations in each category. It's going to be a wild one when the voting is all said and done. And uh, we do have Rob Rod here with us, I believe. Are you here, Indeed Rob? Indeed you do. Indeed you do. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yes, okay. we can. Hello, everyone, and especially to my sugar plum fairy, Mr. Stephen Platinum. Nice. Oh, I'll take that. Dun, 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 dun. So, <laughs> Rob, tell us about the voting, uh, or at least, I'm sorry, the nominations so far. It has been um, a kind of a record-breaking year as far as the nominations go, correct? Yeah, it's from what was, was last year, I at least 50% more, if, if, if not more than that. I'm closing in on 100 emails that have been sent in. So, and last year we uh, just got around 60. Wow. So, and this is, you know, in the, in the three years I've been kind of the record keeper of this, this is the most I've seen it. So, and, and just the diversity is just astounding. Yeah, and we thought yeah, two I weeks would... left. You thought two weeks left for a nomination, so it's only going to increase. You know, it's, it's, and like I said, and the amount of names that are mentioned is just astounding. You know, it, it most improved with 36 people, you know, being <laughs> named. And huh. that is just, that's incredible. It, I think it's in, you know, in 24 different people mentioned for mentor of the year. Yes. 
and and at least you know at least five of those have gotten more than four nominations. Nice. I mean, again, I think you know there was um not a really an official push to do so years ago, but uh, I think Larry envisioned and I envisioned the voting thing opening way up. It used to be, if we're being honest, sort of like a two league race most of the time, sometimes three. Um, but I think things have opened up in every category in, in as far as demographic goes, whether you want to minorities, um, different leagues felt like they had a chance to win. I think last year, really like tipped over the apple cart as far as, oh, okay, there's no real individual league power structure anymore because let's be real, most of the leagues or what most people would consider the top leagues, one, I think that category of top league, which used to be maybe three to five, you can now argue is closer to a dozen of leagues that get reasonable attendance who put on shows on the regular and all of these leagues um, tend to use the same talent, not exclusively, but you know, this idea of if you wrestle for me, you can't wrestle for them seems really passe. And, and so it's like, I think youth has been served. I think different voices have been served and the nomination and the voting each year is reflective of this. And it's just really, really wonderful to see. It's simply amazing. And some of the names on that I've been seeing, you, you, you'd go, and the multiple people were getting named, excuse me, let me try it again, multiple nominations of some of these people. You know, they've a breakout year on veterans that are having breakout years. Yeah. So, yeah, Rob, were... mm-hmm. yeah, Rob, did I see that right? That there's only been one nomination for promo of the year? Uh, no, it is 17 promos have been gotten nominated, but only wow. one that has gotten uh, uh, like four or more. Oh, okay. And then okay. Several, several that were like, you know, have like three. Okay. So, yeah, okay. yeah, seven, yeah, 17 promo of the years. I think that's the, the announcer is the lowest category with number of names mentioned. And, and you can probably guess who's been getting most of those nominations. But uh, right. it's, uh, right. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, uh, and also like legend has like 15 names, you yeah. know, that's, that's, you know, people are, you know, despite what everyone's posting online, people are taking this relatively seriously. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of, I think, um, Rob, like, kind of changing the nomination process, basically encouraging, instead of just one category, one person voters, just sort of going like, like, if you don't know the scene enough to (laughs) contribute to more than one category with a name, um, we don't need you. I think that has also... I think in, in spite of – some people would say, oh, well, then that's just going to limit it. 
to me, what that does is it forces people to take a more active interest, um, which I think generated more names. Um, and that's what we want, right? We don't want, like people think what we want is, oh, we all know who we want to win. And then we just sit there like crossing our fingers and trying to push it in that direction. The opposite. I would rather have like, like for legend is a great example. I'd rather have 15 or 20 that we actively debate and then whittle that down to a reasonable number to be voted on and then see who most people would tend to go for once it's limited. But I am not adverse to hearing names that I would have never thought of in the legend category before. I mean, cause there's no way as you said, who are 15 people who should be up for legend? I couldn't name you 15, but if I looked at that list, I would go, okay, I could see why this person or this person is getting a nod in a way that I, you know, I, I, that's the whole point of the nomination process is sort of opening our eyes to who could possibly get in. And man, that's, it's just, it just makes it more exciting. I think it makes it more, I think it makes it even stronger. It's not just your peers that are voting for you. Um, you're really going against a wider field, which makes the award more valuable as well, if that makes sense. I would agree with that. Definitely. Yeah, and to have uh, just, you know, formalized, I guess, we formalized the Rookie of the Year award on this show a couple weeks ago, and I see already 20 nominations in for that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's some interesting names on that, but yeah, it's, we got uh, in, in, including uh, uh, yeah, a referee and a manager. Mm. Oh. And I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, it expands my thinking on what the category can be, which to me is healthy. Because at the end of the day, it's just got to come down to people participating in the voting. I mean, my prediction is usually we get around 100 people voting. I think this year, I mean, we're going we're gonna to be looking at at least 25 to 50 more. And, again, the more people that are voting, um, the more significant the award, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just think it's really great. And, you know, Rob and – and of course, Larry and other people are putting in so much work on this, and I think it's going to be absolutely great. And certainly, our guests are all going to be nominated for things uh, that we're going to have on today. Well, more than uh, like. Speak, speaking <laughs> of guests, shall we? I, I see we got a couple of them in the green room here. Shall we bring them on? Yes, absolutely. Yes, that was a that was a segue I did. That was good. Okay. Yeah. So somebody. <laughs> Would you like to, Duke, would you like to introduce these gentlemen? Sure. Uh, first up, we have the, are they two-time defending tag team of the year, Exotic Youth, Zach Mosley and Bryce Cannon? That is correct. And see, Duke, you brought up a good point that Platinum did not at the opening of the show. He wants to call Gary Lamb a multi-time uh, promoter of the year winner. Well, we're a multi-time tag team slash faction of the year winner, so uh, not sure why we're highlighting Gary Lamb once more, but uh, show us some respect as well. 
I agree, okay, and I would, I would say somebody obviously doesn't know Gary Lamb very well if you think that I don't have to kiss his ass to make sure that he calls into the show. Um, <laughs> plus, I want him to re-listen to the show, um, so we have to mention him as many times as possible. Um, so, <laughs> exotic youth, um, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to open with this. Um, two things that I thought when I was kind of coming up with my own list of, like, who would I vote for right now? Um, Zach Mosley. Um, one of the things I thought of is you for um, promoter of the year, um, which I know is probably going to, like, catch you sideways. Um, <laughs> But it's, it's actually the first name that popped into my mind because I'm trying to think of who made a bigger impact. I'm not saying that I would necessarily vote that way, but it was the first name that popped into my mind. And no, I totally I agree with you, Stephen. You, you said it best yourself. I remember when you said earlier this year, you said exotic use is bigger than any one single promotion. And mm -hmm. um, with, with us running a promotion, I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And I thought uh, Bryce Cannon was my first, uh, like, knee-jerk choice for Wrestler of the Year. I shit you not. That's uh, a good that's what choice, I told Larry. Yeah. I mean, what an incredible story. Like, obviously, you guys had things to sort of change and overcome. Uh, I think the most remarkable story is the fact that you guys are still together as the exotic youth, even though you guys have kind of done things sort of grown in different ways in the wrestling business. I mean, do you guys, if you could just talk about that briefly, what happened this year um, that seemed to shift your mentality? I mean, you were just so focused and achieving success and overcoming so much this year. What happened this year? I mean, you guys have always done well, but this year just seemed like a different kind of level to that. I think part of it is, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was overcoming those injuries. So for like the first three months or so, I couldn't really wrestle. I mean, I still have a few matches at IWE where I was messing around with my cane and whatnot. Um, but with all that time to like sit and stir, I started messaging people and kind of working my way into some positions where I could get some experience being creative um, just because I, I needed something to do to keep me in wrestling at the time. And uh, I really ended up enjoying that a lot. And I think part of it, too, is like when we were taking bookings and stuff, we didn't know exactly when I was going to be back. Um, so we we took a lot of different bookings, too. So it was like we were, we were doing just as much singles this year, really, as tag. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the credit also goes to Peps. Uh, Peps really stepped up this year uh, with yeah. Zach being out. Um, Peps, I believe, was the workhorse of Exotic Youth uh, this year because he was known as that third guy. Uh, I mean, Gary Lamb said it uh, Friday night in the promo that he did against Peps. You know, he called Peps the low guy on the totem pole, which I don't think was the case after what he proved this uh, this year. Um, I think all three of us are on equal grounds right now, and uh, with with Zach being out, Peps was a. I was worried uh, just because Peps didn't have that, you know, big show experience like Zach and I do tagging. So 
you know, being in those positions with him, I was kind of worried. But once we found that click with me and Pets, it was, you know, we were able to give the fans and give us that exotic youth match that, you know, everyone knows. Uh, so I would say the, you know, he, he, him stepping up really helped us a lot. And then on top of that, we did um, Riot on Row, which got a lot of attention um, due just to the unique culture of it, but also because it yeah. was, it, it was strictly ran through Zach's brain, Zach telling me, me and Zach, you know, spending hours upon hours, you know, going over, okay, how can we make this work? And then finding a group of guys that saw the same vision that Zach did and then being able just to produce it. And that show being a bigger success than what we thought it would be. Um, yeah. You know, and that that gave us a lot of credibility behind the scenes with guys. And then we had Coastal Empire Wrestling, you know, uh, approach us about potential – helping with some backstage stuff there. And we took that on and, you know, that's thriving right now. So we're, we're not just successful in the wrestling aspect of it, but also behind the scenes at this rate, uh, we're getting a lot of respect from, you know, veterans and uh, some of the younger talent as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's about putting yourself out there. Um, and I feel like all three of us support each other, no matter whether it's a personal issue or, a you know us as a group um i feel like we're able to talk to each other we don't really have egos uh when it comes to each other um you know and we're able to bring stuff to each other's attention i mean for instance we had a little conversation a heated conversation it didn't get heated but you know this past week about uh some things but it got mowed over and you know we're we're sick as thieves as they'd say yeah I I mean, all I can speak to is the limited contact I've had with you guys. But, I mean, I know you'll remember the night that we all went out after an IWE show. And I just... <laughs> Memory's a little blurry on that one. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a tale that has yet to be told, but it was, a, it was a sort of magnificent evening. But what struck me about the evening was... I remember afterwards just, you know, talking to people that I knew in wrestling, like, let's see Jeff Q. Bailey, and just going, like, Jeff, these guys have it. Like, I don't know, I just don't know how to put a finger on it, but, like, these are modern wrestling guys, but more than that, they're, like, they're really, like, there's the cliche of, like, we're like brothers. We're, you guys are like brothers, but not in this sort of cliched nonsense kind of way, but in this real way of, like, okay, we're not going anywhere, right? Like, we're sticking by each other, so how can we just make things work? I mean, most of the time when wrestlers run a promotion – it is a fucking disaster. And the reason it's a disaster is because they don't take on the primary point of the job, which is it's a sales job. You have to get people to buy into I talk about this a lot this year. Like being a promoter or a booker is about getting people to buy into your vision and making them feel like they're a part of the process. And you guys do that with the exotic youth, you guys do that with the promotions that you work for, and you do it with the promotions that you run better than anybody. Larry Etto 
is in the discussion this year. Um, even though they've always done big crowds and big work, they've always been sort of neglected. But now with like Bryce Cannon, a big deal there, they can't be ignored. Coastal can't be ignored. That's the point is you guys make it so people cannot ignore you. And um, there's just no better um, symptom of the fact that you're doing a great job selling what you're doing um, to a lot of people. And, I mean, and, I don't know what to say. That, you should just be commended for it. With Larry Otto, yeah, we get a lot of the Impact guys because we are associated with Impact Wrestling. I mean, Scott DeMorrison does several shows for us. Uh, and so with it being so far south and them only running four shows a year, it's kind of hard to get noticed type deal. Um, but like like I was telling Laser, uh, you know, the more I can promote this, the more I keep tagging Larry Otto's name and post and people get sick and tired of seeing whether it's bloody pictures of me or me holding up a title, they're going to be talking. And just like, I think it was Monday after the show, Larry Otto was already getting a buzz uh, just because of, holy crap, they, they did something cool down there, you know? And I mean, the, the, the crowds down there are huge. I don't know if it's because they run every four months I don't know if it's because of the names that they're bringing in, but that crowd still believes too down there. Like it's, it's still real to them. And uh, yeah, Larry Otto was, is what I consider my home promotion. And so just to kind of be on top there is super cool. And I'm not sure. I think Zach dropped off and he's in the green room right now. So that's probably why he hasn't jumped in. Um, oh, uh, thanks for the cue. Yeah, no, you're good. But yeah, it, it's He's all back. about promoting. Perfect. It's all about promoting, and the the more you can see something, the more you you have that link to click on a promotion. The boys are going to click on there because they want to see. Okay, can I can I get on this show type deal? You yeah. Know? So there was a yeah. lot of buzz behind it, and then on top of that, uh, them announcing me versus Cardona um, has gotten a lot of buzz as well. So. You know, it's it's pretty cool to see Larry Otto finally getting a little bit of light shined on him. And I think, you know, the, the way that Georgia wrestling has changed, there was a time, I think a few years ago, not all that long ago, where if you were a show that only ran once a month, Larry and I would have these discussions of, if you're a once-a-month show, are like, should you be up for pro- – I mean, that sounds crazy to say, but – the standard was you had to do at least two shows a month. And Southern Honor was one of the groups that helped shatter that mold. Then it became, well, if running a show once a month is viable for a promotion, what about shows that run every other month, like IWE and others? And the answer is clearly that's viable as well. Um, Shows that run quarterly, I don't know. To me, it seems like the next logical step, as long as you're hitting all the same beats, as long as there are angles that continue from show to show, as long as you're pulling in crowds, as long as you're doing your thing. I mean, the old rules, a lot of them simply don't apply. And I think people like Gary Lamb and Southern Honor and the exotic youth are reasons that these dynamics are shifting. And, um, I say good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I was just going to say that it it definitely seems like the norms are changing and yeah you know we see a lot of different ideas shows and breweries and things like that yeah. uh, I think you're right Steve I think le- nowadays less is more in wrestling you know yeah. the the shows that run every week you know they seem to struggle and the ones that are running you know six eight times a year you know seem to be thriving. Right. I mean, you know, that all makes sense. I mean, because it has to run the opposite. The national scene, there is more wrestling on television than there's ever been. I actually groan when I look at my DVR. <laughs> I just go like, oh, my God, it's just eating up all my storage space. You know, it's Collision and Rampage and Dynamite and a special every so often, and there's SmackDown and there's Raw and there's NXT. It's... <sighs> It's just hard to get enthusiastic, but it's not that hard, as it's been shown, to get enthusiastic for IWE or Southern Honor or, you know, all these groups that are running. You know, I love that the dynamics have shifted. I love that there's any number of people that we can make. I mean, everybody that's going to be up for Wrestler of the Year, and I don't know what that list is going to be for sure. I know Michael Judas will be there for sure. I know guys like Nick Halen will be there for sure, but when you look at other probable people on that list of nominees, none of those guys is the same. Bryce Cannon is not the same as Michael Judas, who is not the same as Nick Halen. Um, All of these people are incredibly different. And I think that's what's interesting. That's what's cool. And I think the leagues, in spite of the fact that they share a lot of talent, there's just no denying that. Um, they each are developing their own flavor or I have developed their own flavor. And that's why there's so many leagues that are doing so well, as opposed to two or three that are doing work that is head and shoulders above everybody else. Absolutely. Uh, Zach, I got a question for you and, and Bryce as well. So when you guys, um, you know, took over coastal, and, you know, clearly you have found success because you, you have tapped into, uh, you know, what your friends enjoy and things like that. But, you know, when you took over, what, what were some of the biggest obstacles that you guys had to overcome? Zach may still be muted, but one of the obstacles that I, I know that we had was the talent that was there. Um, we we had to with the with the two promoters um kind of tell them in order to make money you need to uh spend money um so the budget did go up but i feel like they're starting to slowly see like okay it's working uh because most of the talent down there was subject to one one guy who whose claim to fame was training Lacey Evans uh i don't even know the guy's name uh, but, oh, you know, okay. He, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so that's his claim to fame, and he uses that to get those local guys down there. Um, mm. so he'll train them. He'll barely train them and then say, you can only work my show. So these guys are stuck in the mindset of, okay, I can only work this show, and they're only working each other, so they're not growing because he's not bringing outside talent in either. So right. we, we, those guys kind of broke out, and Coastal was their next option. Um, so we, we kind of had to, as Matt Cardona would say, 
this isn't the, you know, wrestling friendship. It's the wrestling business. Um, we kind of had to show them, like, hey, like, sorry, you're not cut for this, you know. Like, we're, we'll put you on a pre-show with a, with a guy that's good and see if you can go. Uh, but a lot of them slowly learned, yeah, we're not on this level. Um, so, so that was kind of hard to do just because we did know a lot of the guys. But at the same time, it was uh, it was just one of those things that we had to do in order because we were brought in to help them make money. We weren't here to help them stroke uh, stroke egos like they were, you know. Um, so I think yeah. that was kind of our biggest thing. Um, is that on yet? You, you change the cult. You change the culture of the league, and that doesn't mean that people's feelings weren't hurt or that people didn't have to fall by the wayside. I think any league that uh, uh, that does well, I think any entity or business that does well, um, is virtually unrecognizable from when they started. That's the truth. Right. Southern Fried does not resemble the fat rednecks hitting each other with trash cans shit show that it was in the first nine months. It doesn't resemble right. that show at all. And I think if you look at the leagues that are kind of leveling off, um, and we probably know who I'm talking about, I don't think that they've grown and changed as much as they think they have. And I think that right. that's a big part of the problem. Um, right. And the leagues that do adapt, um, that do sort of insist on standards, that do have a singular voice and vision as opposed to, okay, well, what do you guys want to do? If five people are booking their own angles on your show, it can't be great. I said it. (laughs) Right? right. It can't. Because what you're going to get is five completely different ideas of what works um, instead of everybody pulling in the same direction. Right. And so – I know that you did the review of Odom and I's ladder match. Um, yeah. And you, you you remember that crowd that was in that video. It was a damn good crowd to be an outside in a parking lot. So when Exotic Youth left, I'm not saying we were the glue that held the place together, but that crowd diminished because the, the roster diminished as well. It wasn't just us that left at that time. Yeah. And so to kind of see something that we built up uh, – and I give credit to Matt Odom for that as well, to see something that we had built up, literally put our blood, sweat, and tears into, just crash and fumble like that was very upsetting. I took it personal, which was one of the reasons I was glad that we were approached with the opportunity to come in. And so I think the more I think on this question, that was another struggle too, is gaining the fans back. Um, yeah, because we've got a we've got a good crowd going right now. Uh, a lot of regulars that have been showing up the past few months. So getting their trust back and getting their, uh, you know, getting them to be open minded to wrestling again or what good wrestling can look like. Um, that that was a struggle as well. Uh, yeah, Zach is blowing me up. Tell them to try again. Do you have like the last one. numbers of his uh, phone number or something? I, I've I've got him. On the, uh, I show him on the screen in the studio. That man's never been good with technology. No, I, I, 
Bryce, um, since we've got you here, um, we're going to have Gary Lamb on. Um, and then later on, we're going to have Ace Haven on, who I think are two great studies of guys that have very different sort of levels of wrestling knowledge. Also, they're good at completely different things and all the rest of it. Um, you know, the exotic youth finally working Southern honor <clears throat> is one of the bigger stories that I think should have been. That it, and this is just on, from a completely outsider perspective. I feel like a lot of exotic youth in Southern Honor, I feel like it should have been a bigger deal. I feel like it should have been booked in a bigger way. And I feel like it's a complete, if I'm going to be blunt and honest, a complete letdown. Am I, is that assessment accurate? Or do you think that I'm not seeing the picture correctly? Uh, I think it's very accurate, um, and we've expressed it time and time again. Uh, if, if you recall, I was the first one to go into Southern Honor. Uh, Zach and Peps were still at odds, and so they didn't tag along when I did. And I was getting used for the shorter matches and everything like that. Yeah. But what I did with those matches, they couldn't deny, you know. Uh, I was getting reactions better than their main event guys. I was getting reactions better than the more seasoned guys, you know. And and then finally, you know, they offered, hey, can we come to terms with Zach and Pep? Boom, Exotic Youth shows up. Then it fell flat. It's like WWE booking or something. Like they just didn't know what to do with us because they didn't want us to outshine anyone else. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. Um, they didn't want us to take the shine from whoever had the tag titles at that time, and I don't remember who did. But it's it got to the point where, okay, we're pitching these ideas, we're pitching these ideas. Okay, they're getting shut down because it's not the vision of Southern Honor. And so that's why we pulled the stunt we did last Friday. Uh, I wish I could say it was an angle. I wish I could say – you know, oh, we got the crowds, but it's true. We told Dylan, hey, you know, we're, we can't agree on this. Uh, do you mind if we cut a promo? And we didn't tell Dylan what we were going to say. We didn't tell Gary what we were going to say. We just went oh, out boy. there. Zach, Zach let it out, and that's, that, that was that. We quit. Uh, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I'm sorry, we, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Bryce. Yeah, yeah, Zach, yeah can, you Zach, can you can you speak on that? What happened with the promo at Southern Honor? What was your mindset going into that promo, and um, and how did you feel cutting that promo? What was the emotions around that promo? Because I mean, you're a very smart guy, and so I know you you'd been thinking about this a long time. So just take us walk us through that. Because I, I when I read that in the report, I went. Oh, boy. I bet that was a fucking huge moment. <laughs> so tell us about it. Yeah, please. so, I mean, for a long time, I mean, it's no secret, me and Jerry didn't get along at all. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if we're too similar in some kind of way or, like, I don't know. I don't know why we never got along to begin with, but we actually started to get along for a while. Um, but, you know, after – Month after month after month, I'm driving up from Savannah, and I couldn't couldn't help but be disappointed, like, every show. It's like I didn't feel like we were getting an opportunity to show what we could really do there. Um, I, I, honestly, I just don't even know if they, like, really understood what we 
what we are and what we've been doing everywhere else. Um, you know, and I was skeptical to begin with. Obviously, like Bryce said, he was there first. And I just, I was skeptical to trust him, to be honest with you. I was skeptical, like, are they going to bring us in and try to bury us? Are they going to bring us in and try to do this, try to do that? Um, and so, you know, I put that stuff aside and we, we kept going there. We kept entertaining. And I feel like almost every show we were on were one of the highlights of that show. And for them, they kind of still be giving us the runaround about, well, I don't really know where we're headed. I don't really know what we're going to do. I mean, that, that just wasn't good enough for me. Um, it wasn't good enough for us because we deserve better than that. And we tried talking to them about it, and there wasn't really much. We weren't really coming to any conclusions. So, you know, I, I kind of just got fed up with it and did what I really feel like I could have done from the very beginning and stuck to, stuck to what we said long ago when we said we weren't going to work there. Um, to be quite honest about it. Yeah, and I'm not sure if Larry, yeah. I'm not sure if you noticed, but when we walked out from the curtain, not only was it one of the biggest reactions besides the infantry, who's a TV talent, but it looked like an episode of, like, a, the year 2000 Raw. There were signs up. When was the last time you saw signs in a, in a freaking indie event? There were signs yeah. going up. There, people were actually genuinely chanting, yet yeah, we can't get the time of day there to give those people that reaction. That infantry match was one of the longest matches we've had in the two-year stint we've been at Southern Honor. Right. You know, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I feel like for the first six months, and, and I love Cyrus, so nothing against him, but, like, for the first six months, we're running away from a monster. Like, we're not even having yeah. tag matches to where we can really do anything. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, my, my booking of the exotic youth would have went as follows. <laughs> Um, Gary Lamb ends up a bloody heat at some point, and all of you are with – now, you don't necessarily need anybody with you, but I was, I was thinking to myself, like, they've been trying to get Jeff G to work that show forever, probably close to when they first started. They've been trying to get him. And his thing is, like, I'm not going to do anything that doesn't interest me, right? To, to shake Jeff out of his tree at this point would take something amazing, something incredible. But – Again, to bring Exotic Youth in to Southern Honor and do anything short of, these guys said they wouldn't work there, and now they're, they beat Gary Bloody, and they're basically running roughshod. Why would I want to watch anything else? I don't want to watch you guys bouncing off of Cyrus. I mean, there's a reason that you have baby faces that are fucking bigger than everybody else, and it's because there's no story to tell especially with the way that they book. So it's like, again, I just, I was so roundly disappointed because I'm like, oh my God, they're there. Great. Now we're going to see some shit. And instead it just seemed to be the case of like, well, we don't, we don't really know what to do with them. It's, I don't think it was a case of let's bury these guys. Right. I think it was a case of we're incapable of doing more because again, they've got five voices of people dictating what they should do. And so that's a lot of people basically saying we should be the main event. And without the main booker fighting for you and having ideas and being able to sell that vision, it's just not going to happen, which is a shame. I would say that it is possibly the biggest waste of talent. I'm not sure Gary Lamb would agree, but he might. Um, I mean, from what I've heard, I think Gary Lamb has been very honest about, like, 
fuck, Southern Honor's got to get back to something. But I would say that they don't have to get back to anything. I think they need to establish sort of a, a, a true creative environment with a true singular vision as opposed to, I mean, how is your booker going to get respect if there's this idea that there's everybody else can book better? I mean, that's just my opinion from the outside looking in. Yeah, and I mean, it's well, not this- that we didn't come up with ideas or anything like that. I mean, we definitely did have ideas. Um, and it was just one of those things that was just like felt like it was stagnant. Like we would come to a conclusion about something we were going to do, and then it would change, and then it's kind of like still no no advancement. And, like, I think it's kind of a testament to what we do that, like, even though we didn't really have much creative we still, in every report that I saw, were one of the highlights of the show. So, you know, even with the limited um, kind of canvas that we had, we were still able to do something that was memorable. So, you know, it, it, to me, it, it, the booking, the creative, all that stuff super important. But we're going to do what we can to get the most out of whatever we have. But if it continues over and over and over again to just be frustrating, it, it's not worth it. Great greatness is part of greatness is maximizing the position that you have, and clearly you're you're great at doing that no matter what that position is. It's just if you're not, I would cons- again I would have killed to been a, had an exotic youth out there when I was booking PCW. I can't imagine what that would have been, um, but I imagine it would have been pretty spectacular <laughs> if I can just sort of go to my track record I can't imagine I mean I, I you know when I looked at Bryce Cannon's initial gimmick I went oh I love it right like the first time I met exotic youth I was like oh these are these are the, those guys like I could just see it like this is this connection isn't manufactured it's genuine and you don't have to run a seminar that nobody attends to try to flex to everybody how knowledgeable and smart you are. Anybody who's worked with you guys, that's the proof in the pudding, right? Like they said in that movie, A Knight's Tale, your men love you. If I knew nothing else about you, that would be enough, right? And like everybody who works with you guys, from Simon Sermon and all the rest, have nothing good to say. And Simon Sermon is not a guy who's going to waste his opportunity to still be a part of wrestling. Because I can tell you, his husband doesn't want him to be part of this shit at all. (laughs) Yeah, I was was shocked he agreed to to come work with us, to be honest. Because it's great. Simon Sermon doesn't have time for anything but greatness at this point in his life when it comes to pro wrestling. So if he wants to be a part with you guys, it's because he wants to contribute to something that's a part of his legacy, too. Um, And I'm not saying that he's selfish, the opposite. He just doesn't want his time wasted. And, and again, I think that's the one guarantee that you guys can make, whether it's Coastal, whether it's Larietto, whether it's you showing up on a show, you're not going to waste their time. The question is, are they going to waste yours? And that, to me, is why I said, lo, those many months ago, um, exotic youth is bigger than almost any singular promotion because, again, it's who needs who. And quite frankly, you don't need any promotion. 
but there's a whole bunch of them that could use you. That's the truth. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Well, do you want to you want to go ahead and do this and bring Gary Lamb on and see what he has to say? Oh, um, want all of us on. <laughs> no, so we're going to be on now. with him. <laughs> so uh, we're going to bring Gary on oh, now. God. Oh my God, we got to enter this middle of the basket. All right, let's. <laughs> Southern Honors General Manager. Gary Lamb joining the tipping point right now. Yes. Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, Gary. Good evening. Merry Christmas to you, by the way. I mean, he Merry and I don't Christmas. we don't talk nearly as much as we used to, but it is wonderful well, you to have you. Well, you got twenty-seven jobs now. No one will accuse me and Gary Lamb of resting on our laurels, that's for sure. How are you, how are you doing in general, Gary? And uh, you have another fight. Let's talk about that real quick. You have another fight uh, promotion. Now that you're, you're using pros, correct? At least is it yes, for the entire January, card or for part of the card? Uh, part of the card. I think we'll have four pro matches or fights, okay. and then the uh, rest will be amateur. So that's, it's going Gary, great. It's exceeded all my expectations. I, w- I was going to just ask that. Between me, you, and the fence posts, um, has this thing – I mean, obviously it's successful. Did you expect this much this fast? Uh, then again, you stepped into a vacuum that was, I think, even bigger than in the pro wrestling business, right? I mean, you, you're literally the only show in town. But well, no, there is one other. There's NSC who's been around for 10 years, and that was it. So there was literally no new blood in the state. Um, yeah. Looking back, I don't know that I expected to see what we've seen, but now that I know the industry, I'm not surprised. Fight people are nuts. You don't even got to announce the fights when they come. Uh, like th- they just want to watch people fight. And then yeah. I think what we do a good job of, like we did in the beginning days of Southern Honor, is we got the non-fight fans there. We bring in the DJ. We bring in the art shows. We, we, so it's, it's kind of – we're lucky we're in North Georgia, so there's not a lot going on in our town. So it kind of becomes the place to be on those nights. And our last show, we actually had to turn away about 75 people because we just couldn't hold any more people in the building. God bless America, man. Congratulations, first of all. Now, so. I've, been, I've been kind of ranting that just from my outsider perspective, and I know that's what it is, that I feel like exotic youth was wasted at Southern right. Honor. I also feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's something missing at Southern Honor. Am I being just a, a dick? Or, I mean, uh, am, I, am I on the right path at all? I mean, so, 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 tell me, so you tell me your perspective. So you asked two different questions. Which one do you want me to answer first, exotic youth? Or? Um, answer the exotic youth specifically, I guess, and then, and then talk about the general thing at Southern Honor. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely they're stars. I think that uh, we formed a, I don't want to say a friendship, maybe a mutual respect over the last little bit. Me and Zach did the combine yeah. together and hit it off. We've always liked Bryce. Um, I think Bryce is, I, I don't remember what the Georgia – wrestling awards call it entertainer of the year or wrestler of the year or whatever you call it. I mean, Bryce Cannon is that this year. Um, he's, he's the star. I mean, he's going to take it to the next level. Um, I don't obviously have anything to do with our creative. So I think that there was a come in and 
just like I, I believe I heard. I, got, I logged in right when they they took the air. So um, I think Zach said something about not trusting us. I think there was definitely some – we didn't trust them in the early days. Um, Zach got hurt. And then the bottom line is they just couldn't win a fucking match. So, I mean, doing what they – I figured they would do, they threw a temper tantrum. And and they made their decision this last week, and it is what it is. So I mean, you know, but I mean, they're definitely they're definitely skilled, they're definitely talented. Um, did we drop the ball on them? I, I hell, I don't know. I know this: our attendance won't drop with them not being on the show. So I don't know that that's necessarily a ball drop. Do Do you feel like Southern Honor? I, if I had to say, let me modify the second question: Is it Is it stronger than it's ever been is it weaker than it used to be or do you feel like you guys are at like a good plateau um so i think again that's a multi-level question i think backstage we're probably stronger than we've ever been um definitely good chemistry back there um i don't necessarily agree i heard your assessment of five different people making calls dylan 100 percent makes those calls um rick is probably his right hand man and Todd agents some matches. Uh, Matt Griffin doesn't do anything in those regards. Murder is probably going to move into some roles of agenting some matches, but Dylan's 100% the booker. Dylan decides the direction and everything that we're going to go into, and that's not even remotely up for debate. So I think the backstage is very strong. Um, I would say we're just as consistent as ever. You know, I, I thought a lot about this since my promo the other night, and the reality is, I think we're doing what we have always done and, and, and just being consistent. And sometimes you can be consistent for so long. God, this sounds really weird to say when you're one of the top promotions in the state, but you can be underappreciated. Um, I went back and looked at our numbers. I, I, I'm a numbers guy. You know that, Steve. So December's always yeah. a low show. Last year was 260. This year was 350. That's 70 more people. Um, so our numbers are up for December. Um, our January show is always one of our biggest shows. I guarantee you we'll be close to 500 people back in January. Um, I just think we're consistent, and I think sometimes when you run consistently month in and month out that it can be easy to take that for granted. Now, that being said, I also don't want to sit here and bullshit. I do think that we need to get back to setting the standard. I think the other promotions in the state have caught up with the standard that we set, and it's probably time if we want to be where there is no discussion from promotion of the year, then we need to step that up again. We need to add an edge back. We need to start doing things that are a little bit different. Um, we have been consistent for five years. I think it was earlier in the thing you talked about um, leagues not changing. And I think we've been consistent in five years and not changed, and it's worked. But what we've allowed is we've allowed other people enter into the discussion by catching up with us over those five years. And so if we want to separate ourselves from those other promotions, then we need to make some changes. I think the thing that we did so good for so long was skirting that line between reality and scripted, and and people always wondered what was going on. But, I mean, I still think we're the standard in the state. I still think we're the place where – Certain wrestlers were only wrestle. Gunnar Miller's only going to come to Southern Honor. I saw Logan, our cruel, make an announcement today. He's only wrestling for one promotion in 2024. I can guarantee you it will be Southern Honor if he decides to only wrestle for one promotion. Um, we still have the – we just entered into the Nightmare Factory, sending guys to us that are close to being ready for TV. Um, while we don't have a school, we have the ring set up. Guys are in our building five days a week training. I think our – impact and our influence, we're still the place that people want to come if they get to choose one promotion. 
They're going to come yeah. there because of the connection. And so I think it sounds weird. I think you can be underappreciated when you're so consistent. Cool. Does somebody have a question? Underappreciated when you're so consistent. That's like the, that's like one of the best Gary Lamb quotes I've heard. That applies to all situations here. So. Yeah, I don't even know who's talking right now. Um, was that Zach? <laughs> yeah, that? Zach. Yeah. Yeah, Zach's got a great mind. I mean, he. Know, I mean, it is. It's a consistent product. And, man, there's something to say for that. So the, the Patriots were consistent for a long fucking time and won a lot of championships being consistent. Sure. Somebody have a question for Gary? Yeah, were you surprised to see the Redneck Brawl sell out uh, – Rome at the forum, or was that expected based on what you see with your uh, MMA business? Um, I, I wasn't surprised. They did a uh, – got to give those guys credit. They did a phenomenal job marketing that on TikTok and different things like that through social media. Um, I'm very intrigued, and I, I, I'm very confused how they legally did that. And so yeah. um, I don't know the I, answer. I, will I don't agree with you on that. Yeah, I was like, what? I, I, okay. I don't know the answer to it. It was not done through the athletic commission. Um, I knew one of the guys that fought. He literally sent an email. He didn't have to have medicals. He didn't have to have anything. I mean, you wouldn't believe the hoops that we have to jump through. Now, obviously, let me make this clear. I'm not saying it was illegal. They advertised too right. much for it to be legal. They found some type of loophole and some kind of law, and bet your fucking ass I'm going to find it. And, um, <laughs> and I have owned the I have owned the trademark Redneck Rager for three years now, and um, oh, I, I just don't know how they legally did it. And I actually have a call. I wanted to wait till after the event was over. I didn't want to call the athletic commission before and be the guy who got it shut down. But I want to know how they pulled that off. Even like pulling insurance, you wouldn't believe the cost of insurance for my fight nights. But I have to yeah. send them all of my sanctioning papers and everything. Every, I mean, the paperwork to do fights is unbelievable. So I just don't know how they legally did this thing. Gary, shifting gears for a little bit. Um, so Tim Blackman <laughs> of IWE, clearly you're under his skin. And clearly yeah. that's the rivalry that's happening in Georgia wrestling as far as, you know, right now we're, I mean, we've been in a time of relative peace for years. No, and now you boring, got, like, Steve. I need you to break tipping. I, 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 I mean, fucking uh, hate it, Gary. I fucking hate it. You need to break it. full I, disclosure the, the back and Matt stir it up. running around shitting up your show and shitting up other, I fucking hate it. Hey, just be before, before you go any further, can I say this just because I've done it every time I've been on this show? Fuck Matt Griffin. I just wanted to get that out there because I've done it every time I've been on the show. I mean, but the difference is I feel like that fuck is now one of, like, affection and sex. That's the problem. Like, I was like, 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 no, like, nobody's doing it. Like, my thing is, like, like, yeah, no, people you know, are I hate to admit, he, 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 I, don't, I don't know. He, I just, like, he's kind go ahead. Of a douchey, he's kind of a douchey dickhead, but dang, I do like the guy. I've grown to like him. He's fine. I mean, I like that he has to humble himself and come be a bitch on our show. That makes me laugh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but, but you know, like, God, Tim, what were you going to say about Tim Blackman? I mean, Tim Blackman, you know, um, you know, IWE obviously did incredibly well as far as the awards go last year. 
and their crowds yeah. have been very, very good and getting bigger and better, right? So right. is I mean, you focus better when you have an enemy. I focus better when I have an like. Yeah. Is is, I mean, just be again. It's me, you, and the fence post, right? Yeah. Is, is IWE and going after them next year? I mean, because you know, going for awards this year at this stage in the game, it's probably too late in the game. We'll just have to see how the voting sh- shakes out. Yeah, I don't but even know. It, I, like, I didn't even put nominees in, so I don't even know. I haven't done it in two years. So, is that done? No. No, it's two more. Two more weeks for nomination. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So. And again, I mean, like, is that a goal? Is is IWE a standard on some level that you're that you're going for? Is that going no, to be a not really. For you? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I, the, the few times I've had interactions with Tim Blackman, he's a nice guy. What's the other guy? I think there's a guy named Josh. Josh, um, yeah, yeah. They're nice guys. Um, it, I, I just get bored every time I post something. Literally, I was sitting in a bubble bath the other day and posted something. And just because I'm bored, and then he'll make fucking 20 posts about it. It's just like it's like I'm the puppet master. He's so easy to get fired up. He he wants validation so bad that he can't yeah. stand that I won't give him the respect. So like they're no competition to us. At the end of the day, I don't care if they run 700 people a show. Man, they're in Augusta. I could give two shits. They're Southern Honor Light. Whether it's taking trying to get our commentary team or Diana or whatever we do, like I don't give a fuck about them. I hope they win every year. Here's the deal. I have purpose in life. I have fulfillment in life. I don't sell cars for a living and, and, and feel like I don't have to do anything. So he gets his heart on from that, and good for him, and I hope he wins every award because it means a lot to him. There was a time where it meant something to you too, though. No, I mean, it let's does not, mean something to me. Not, I don't not, want to minimize not, it. Yeah, no, but you are. So I'm asking, um, isn't beating them, isn't taking your mantle back, as it were, Shouldn't that be one of your goals for the new year? Yeah, yes. I, I, and I, and let, me, and let me clarify, because I, I, I will proudly say I have never shit on the awards. I love the awards. I didn't shit on them even when we won last year. I shit on IWE, but I didn't shit on the awards. Um, <laughs> you know, the awards are awesome. I think it's your peers voting on you. But I also realize there's just some things out of my hand. I thought we were the best promotion in the state last year. Tim got on his knees and sucked off all the guys and got he got the sympathy vote and then that worked for him. So there's a little bit of flaw in the system and and it is what it is. And so it was funny. We won every year when everyone hated my fucking guts. Like literally if you didn't wrestle for Southern Honor, you hated me and we still won. And so um you know, him one because he's a nice guy. So, yeah, I do want to win because um, I want to be able to put it on my LinkedIn that I'm the four-time promoter of the year. And um, I, I spoke at a conference last night and ha- had them introduce me as three-time Georgia promoter of the year. I, wor- I left the word wrestling off. But, you know, <laughs> right. you know, but I wanted them to know that I was three-time promoter of the year. It's so Georgia State promoter of the year. It's all in how you spit it, baby. And, um, I want to win it four times, and um, but I just don't know if that's in my in my control. I mean, I literally, I I'll be honest with you, I I didn't think we would win promotion of the year last year. I thought it was IWE's year. I'm not gonna lie to you, I was pretty shocked when I didn't win promoter of the year. I feel like I'm the best promoter in the state. So that kind of let me know that some shit I can control and some shit I can can't control. But I can tell you this, Steve. Yeah. 
I am going to stir the fucking pot next year. I am going to push Southern Honor. I, I feel like having the guys backstage, working with Rick and working with Todd and, and seeing Dylan get fired back up, and I mean, it's got me a little bit fired back up, and I feel like I've kind of got staff in place for my other events now where I can focus on it. Wrestling for me is my outlet. It's a hobby, and I love that about it. It's the one thing that I can just do and have fun, and that was missing in my life this year. And so I, I hope that me being back to focusing on it will leave it where it's not even open for debate next year, but we'll see. All right. All right. Well, Gary, is there anything that you want to promote? Because I know we're going to have Ace Haven on in a little bit, and I kind of want to clear the docket for him. But no, is there I, anything that you want to talk about? I, I'm in. I'm in toast mode. We're done for the year, man. I, Steve, I want you to get back to making videos, even if it's one a month. I, I um, miss you whining and bitching and stirring up shit. And <laughs> I, I second I, that. Absolutely. The state has gone stale because here's the deal. See, Steve, you stop putting out videos and peace happens. Who the fuck wants peace? It's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fucking wrestling. Had you been bitching on? Had you been on your crappy YouTube videos bitching four months ago about the exotic youth thing? Maybe they wouldn't have quit this last week. But because you quit doing videos, now they no longer work for Southern Honor. It's on you, Platinum. That's true. Maybe I could get someone to actually book. They've been great. But like, but Gary, um, best. I mean, I don't have to wish you luck on the fight league. It's obviously killing it. Um, Southern Honor. Um, I mean, I think something is the awards not being in the action building. I see that as a big, huge negative. I understand the reality of it, right? Um, I think something is definitely lost there, and it's lost if you can't be there. So I hope in the future, um, you know, Gary Lamb can be at the awards show maybe the year after that. And uh, I definitely yeah, I have at some point got to get down to Georgia and and this year it was just a booking thing I, we've got yeah. to know ahead of time like they uh, two months out that building is booked and i and i, I tried right. to work with them and, and it just it wasn't possible yeah i feel you because it should Absolutely. be in our fucking building because you know why steve because we're the why fucking standard in the state so shit ought to be in our building <laughs> <laughs> i love it well gary no one's going to wonderful... fucking disgusted for a fucking award show <laughs> Have a great Christmas. Have a wonderful New Year, and um, hopefully we'll we'll keep talking and uh, maybe even see each other in 2024. Hey, you great. guys have a great year, and we'll see you next time. Merry Christmas, Gary. All right. Merry Take care, Gary. And exotic youth, I think um, this year, even more than last year, I think um, a lot of things are going to come your guys' way. Um, is there any last things that you want to talk about, Zach or Bryce? before we uh, go to Ace? No, I mean, I think we're good. I think we covered a lot of stuff. I appreciate you guys having us on. Um, always yeah. good time. Uh, um, January I was surprised posted. Gary, oh, I'm surprised ahead, Gary didn't want to shit talk a little more. Yeah, he was, he, he was he said, surprising, he said, surprisingly peaceful yeah. for someone who doesn't, uh, doesn't like peace. Yeah, he said that's <laughs> a nice thing, so I, I stayed back. But I do want to promote uh, Coastal is going to be coming to the VFW in Savannah January 20th. It's our first time in the new building. Um, so trying to get the word out about that. Absolutely. 
and Bryce. Oh, brother, brother Bryce, have you healed from those injuries from your from your your match on Saturday? I've been so worried about you. We've been praying <laughs> at the ministry. We've been taking up donations for you. We just been so oh, worried. Get this guy oh, off my line. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no, that that, that was a uh, that was a scary one there. Uh, but taking it light, uh, got up off the couch Monday and uh, pulled something in my lower back. So uh, so been dealing with that. So. Oof, to, welcome to, to fifty one years let, old, Bryce. Right. Went to let the went to let the dog out and couldn't move. Well, I'm um hoping um I, I hope Zach and Bryce, I hope you have an injury free twenty twenty four. I can def- definitively say um Georgia Wrestling is the beneficiary of you guys being a part of it and kind of pushing things um in every direction in the best of ways. And uh, I wish you guys the best of luck. And, again, a happy holiday season and a great 2024. Thanks. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Thank you, boys. Merry Christmas. Real quick, uh, we are kind of ending the year off with a bang. I mean, uh, Southern State Spros Sunday. uh, And the main event is myself versus Chip Day. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, So 2023 should, uh, should end pretty well. Nice. Nice. Right, well, I'm sure we're going to be talking one. to you guys on the award show. I'm, I know we're going to be talking to you uh, very soon. All right. Take it easy. See ya. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I'm Larry. I feel like an air traffic controller going on, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> can can we land the ace plane? Have I cleared the runway for us? Ace is uh, landing as we speak, joining us now on the tipping point. Pro Style, stay saving. Welcome to the show. Hello, gentlemen. How are y'all tonight? Busy. Doing great, man. Doing great. Um, Ace, before somebody throws a question at you, um, I want to tell you something. And so it's no secret that I haven't really been involved in wrestling and that kind of thing. But I, um, I'm putting together – well, I've written it out um, – is a 12 people who should be signed in 2024, meaning to either Impact or AEW or WWE, right? Most of the names on there, if I'm being honest, are a lot of them are Florida people because that's who I get to see now. Um, The one who was clearly not a Florida person was you. Um, And because I tried to cover not just wrestlers, but people who could – do other things. And I thought to myself, like, you were the natural choice. I can't think of anybody who is better at handling problems and kind of riding the ship and dealing with all of these crazy things. I'm, I think about what you've done with ProSouth, um, and I'm, I'm really in awe, especially in, in light of, you know, the health problems that you've had and you guys continue to push forward. And, you know, like the quote I said before, like, your men love you. If I knew nothing else about you, that would be enough. Everybody around you, from Amy on down, clearly respects you, clearly loves you. And I thought to myself, my God, I think Ace is the number one person um, in the Georgia area, and uh, Alabama, who could walk in to a, a production job, quickly figure it out, and find himself contributing to any show, whether that's WWE, AEW, or whatever. I just wanted you to know that before the article came out, 
because it's like the respect that you've generated, not just with me, but with everybody, it's truly inspiring. And, um, you know, when you had your health care, I honestly, one of my thoughts was like, my God, the scene will be so much worse without Ace Haven in it. Um, obviously, I'm glad you're healthy for you and your family's sake more than wrestling, but I'm glad you're still around for wrestling as well because I think you're like the exotic youth. I think it's better for it having you be a part of it. Well, I appreciate that, Steve, and it means a lot, especially coming from someone like you. Um, I just I, I love what I do. Uh, I love the production side of things. I love the the creative side. I love the how can I take this problem and it's now no longer a problem and now it's going to be what we're going to build the entire event around tonight. Um, you know, it, you you got to persevere through these things because unfortunately they're going to happen. Cancellations are going to happen. Injuries are going to happen. Um, you know, someone someone might get out behind the building and you know your creative changes for three months. Um, these things happen. So. Um, you just kind of got to learn to roll with the punches. And, and I, I think that's a talent that I wasn't born with it, but I've definitely feel like I've developed it over the past 15 years. Um, and I've had a lot of good insight, a lot of good mentorship on that. I credit a lot of people with that. You know, uh, Larry has helped with that. I've, you know, spoke, I've had a lot of conversations with you early on. Uh, Mike Quackenbush was a big influence there. Super as well. Um, Adam Roberts, Jimmy Rave. I had, I had a lot of people that I got to sit under the learning tree of, um, and so now I just try to do what I can to return that favor um, to my locker room and just in general to any locker room I'm in that, you know, guys want to learn, guys want to get a different angle on things, and, and that's what that's what I'm there for. And if I can't help make wrestling better, then I, I don't understand why, what I'm doing here and why I'm still in it. Yeah. Ace, um, 2023 hasn't been in uh... – to say the least, an easy year for you or ProSouth. What are you um, most proud of this year with ProSouth? Oh, man. I, I'm I'm just most proud of the art that we create. Um, you know, I a lot of people have, have come up to me and with similar statements to you. It's like, you know, 2023 was a hard year for you guys. Um, and, it, and it was in ways. Um, but it never really changed for us in – in the regard of what we were doing here and what the end game was. Uh, the end game has always been to help produce younger talent or develop talent that just maybe kind of spin in their wheels everywhere else and create our art, um, sometimes at the detriment of money and sometimes at the detriment of winning awards or, you know, having uh, Georgia talk about us or Alabama talk about us or whatever the case may be. Uh, the goal has always been to put something out there that's, you know, a little different than what everyone else is doing and to put something out there that kind of highlights a different side of pro wrestling because uh, I've always kind of leaned towards a more artistic direction when it comes to my, my writing and my actual performing myself. So I think I'm just most proud of the fact that even in the face of all this adversity and even in the face of the issues that we've had this year, um, we never changed from our mission statement and yeah. we never changed from what we were trying to do, which was continue to develop talent, continue to build talent, um, and prep them for the next step. Because pro stuff's not the next step. Um, and, and, and that doesn't hurt me to admit that. And at this point in time, I think people know that. Um, I think people understand that pro stuff's the wrestling universe. And you go here, and we whip you into shape to go to bigger and better things and make more money. And, and that's 
And, and that's kind of yeah. what I want my legacy to be when you know when I'm when I'm done with pro wrestling, or you know when pro stuff shuts down, or whatever the case may be. Um, I want my legacy to be, you know, this is the place you went when you needed to get better or learn to tell a story or learn to work cameras or whatever the case may be on that. But, you know, this is the place you go, not because the roster is the best, up, you know, top to bottom, not because the pay scale is the best, not because they draw the biggest crowds, but because this is where you go to really get in touch with yourself as a pro wrestler and really get better. Absolutely. I, you know, Ace, something I find really interesting is I feel like, I'm just going to be honest, and, and again, you tell me if I'm off base after I say what I say. So I feel like at one point a lot of energy was being spent fighting against other people or, you know, people need to know that so-and-so in Alabama is a piece of shit and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then at one point it looked like a bunch of you guys were going to work together Obviously, that mm-hmm. didn't work out, but I still got the vibe that this year, for any number of reasons probably, that there's very little energy being devoted to fighting others, and it's all being devoted to basically making your thing work. Off base about that? Uh, it, it's amazing what dying will do to you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of the energy that you mentioned, and, and look, I'm I'm the king of petty, and people know that I'll 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 pull out my pistol and I'll start shooting in a heartbeat, and it's not hard to get me to do it if I really if you if I'm really passionate about something, um, yeah, you know, and and that's something too that I, I think you know needs to be there just to clear the air of like my any time that I've said things that may have been you know off the cuff or out of pocket a little bit was never just because, ha-ha, this will be funny and kind of, you know, kind of pseudo-shoot. People think it's cool. If I was out there ever saying anything about anyone or another promotion or whatever the case may be, it's because it was something I was passionate about. Um, right. Or people that I was passionate about were wrong. Uh, and, look, my feelings have not changed in the least. There's still a bunch of people that I think are pieces of shit. Um, and you pull me. If you pull me aside in a locker room and ask me who they are, I'll gladly tell you, and I'll give you every reason why, uh, with receipts to back it up. But you're right. With with all my health issues, uh, you know, my previous health issues and, and, and dying a few times and coming back, I just kind of – I kind of just let a lot of that energy go. Um, yeah. I tried to make amends with quite a few people. Some of those that worked out, some of it it didn't. Um, but I can at least say I tried so I can clear my conscience on that. Um but, yeah, we've just focused so much energy into what we're doing. We really don't care what anyone else is doing. Uh, it doesn't affect us. And that's not to say that other people aren't doing good, you know, good content, bad content, good business, bad business. It, it doesn't matter. The The point is it just it doesn't affect us here. Yeah. Ace, one more question for you uh, before we talk about what's coming up tomorrow night and a couple weeks from now. You know, the <clears throat> chances are not good that, Post South is going to win awards in Georgia this year, but who would you nominate off your in various categories from Pro South? Who should mm. win and should be nominated? And look, I can make a strong case. Um, I can make a very strong case for if you're just you know looking looking at Pro South and you know nominating someone from Pro South. I would say you know Sean Christopher hands down would be the best overall wrestler that I could nominate. 
I, I've seen that mm. man go through all kinds of situations. Uh, I tell him, I have a quote, I tell him, I say, man, you know, the only way that coal becomes diamonds is with pressure. So I will put this, this dude in the absolute worst situation knowing that uh knowing that it's a it's a a bad situation for him. Like the you know, the a few weeks ago when we put him in a casket, the entire time the doors were open and he had to roll out of a casket into a segment, right into a match. And, you know <laughs> the man's sweating that. You know, he's sweating that. I there's probably a part of him deep down somewhere that hates me because of this, the the mess that I put this man through. Um, but I just see that kind of potential in him. And if I don't put him under that pressure, he won't become a diamond. Yeah. And and if anyone on my roster currently right now that deserves it more than anyone else is Sean Christopher, especially with the body of work that he's put out, the things that he's done this year um, from the death pit, Buried alive, TLC, to the man legitimately getting hit by a car in our parking lot. Um, you know, he, he's had a banner year that I feel like would stand up against the rest of his entire body of work combined. Nice. Um, you know, but I, I have a few people. You know, I think Santiago is probably the absolute best referee I've ever been in the ring with. I tell him that mm. regularly. You know, I, the the fact the fact that he hasn't just swept this award. No offense to, to Grandpa and the other guys that are in deep competition for that. It just is mind-boggling to me, um, and, and that's regardless if he works for me or not. Because Santiago is just—he's just so good as an official. Um, he can relay messages. He can run production. He's prepared to bring his own production because the first time he ever walked into my locker room, he brought his own walkie. Uh, you know, he's prepped. He's an EMT. Um, I wow. The fact that. I have a contract is just mind mind boggling to me. I, I cannot fathom yeah. what, what I mean. I'm, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he's got some horrible skeletons in his closet or something that I don't know about because I don't understand why everyone doesn't want to pick Santiago. Here, 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 here. The guy uh, should be signed. The guy should be signed. Absolutely. Next, absolutely. <laughs> I, I told him every time that I see him at pro stuff, I tell him I, I'm happy to see you, my friend, but I also hate that you're here because. There's no reason that you shouldn't be doing bigger things and not be available to be here. Nice. You know, that's, then that's just the truth of the matter. Um, I still think, just to kind of run through a couple of them real quick, tag team, mm-hmm. Nalside still had an incredible year here. Um, they're still doing, you know, good stuff everywhere else. I think, you know, they could be strong contenders for tag team this year. They've really grown a lot. They've really shown a lot of personality. Um, I consistently see them on stuff, and just I'm super proud of them. Um, you know, and then you got female performer. I think my wife has really grown a lot this year as a performer. She's become more comfortable in her skin, and, with, and I just think that's really cool for me to see her grow the way she's grown, um, and just the kind of the confidence that she has with segments and, and the su- such now, where she know, she knows that she can do it instead of it being a a process of you got this, you can do it. It's, I I got this. I know I can do this. Yes. And and she can. Um, you know, I, I think the, the interactions with her and uh <clears throat> uh Donnie Primetime we can edit that out later if you want, but the 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 interactions with her and Donnie this year were phenomenal. Uh they were really good T V. They were really good in ring and I think she just really got to show kind of a side of her acting chops that she really hasn't got to show a whole lot at Pro Sale. Um so I think there's a good case for her there. 
And then yeah. I think if you're looking at overall male performer, uh, I would say, you know, Damien Saratone has killed it this year with his character growth and just his promos and just also the this this the symbioticness of his character and how strong it is and bringing up the other characters that are around him like Dorian and Christian Pierce and Charlie you know they have all stepped their games up and they have all grown as characters and wrestlers and it's you know I feel like it's purely just because hey I'm out here with Damien I can't suck you know, he's going to do – Damien's going to do so well everything that he does because that's just the kind of performer that he is that I'm already the worst person in the segment and we haven't even done anything yet. So I have to step my game up because now I'm in the conversation with one of the best performers that's ever walked through our doors. So, you know, I think there's a case there. I think if you want to go to to manager of the year, ProSouth's had an, an incredible slew of managers this year with uh, with the stuff that Amy's done, the stuff that Harley's done, the stuff that uh, Ravenna's done. Uh, there's been a lot of good stuff, Charlie even. You know, there's a laundry list right now that I feel like are just killing it. Um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. There's so many awards this year, guys. I, I, I'd be uh, – I'd be ashamed to admit that I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but I would say that's a that's a big cross section of them, um, and I still am, am enjoying. Let me, go, go ahead. Let me ask Larry. you one more that we just added this award, and you've you've definitely had some this year. Who would be your rookie of the year? Are we defining rookie as year one, Larry? Yeah, we're defining it as uh, the middle of. We defined it last time as starting any time after July first, twenty twenty two. Hmm. Okay. Um, man, you know, I think Bobcat checks those boxes. Uh, you know, he's, he's been killing it. Um, Ozzy Owens has, has been doing really good. You know, he's got, he's got some impeccable timing that I think is really going to develop into something. Um, and, you know, just, again, looking inward at ProSouth, you know, Saul, I don't know if, if Saul Wright would really fall into that criteria exactly. Um but Saul's had a really good year, and he's really grown as a performer. And I've, I've grown to really appreciate his facial expressions and just his character work over everything else. Um, you know, I think um, I think Jake's a work in progress. But I, I, any honestly, you know, not to not to humble brag on myself, but I feel like right now any of my trainees are are really showing how good they're going to be in a couple years. So tell us about uh, Anniversary Super Show and this Young Lions Cup coming up at the last weekend of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. So Anniversary Super Show is the 15th. Um, we've got a, a massive card for us. You know, we don't usually do more than five, six matches, and uh, we ha- it's, it's, a, it's a large card. But, you know, we have a, we have a Haas fight with Brother Azrael and the Mongrel. Um, I'm really excited to see them go toe-to-toe in a situation where they actually have some time. To, to let something build and, and grow something out of that. Um, I think that's going to be good. I think it's going to be violent. I think it's going to be stiff, which that's what excites me the most. Then you've got uh, Sean Christopher versus Kay Newton for the YouTube Championship. And I'm really, you know, to, to sidebar that, I'm really proud of what the YouTube Championship has become over the past couple years 
because when it was introduced, you know, it was, it was the Robbie Vio vanity belt, and then from there it became the Perverse Entertainment title, and now it's kind of just become one of the one of the major titles. You know, the, there's a lot of good competitors holding that belt. There's a lot of good, compelling stories building around it, um, and I'm just I'm super proud of how far that entire uh, championship picture has come. Um, I think Sean's been a phenomenal champion, and you know, Caden has grown into his own, so I'm really excited to see them go toe-in-toe one-on-one Friday, tomorrow. And then you have the tag team championship picture with Atonement and Chosen Ones and the House of Harley. I, I'm really intrigued by that. I love multi-man matches. Uh, I know a lot of guys don't like being in them, but I love multi-man matches, so I'm really excited to be a part of that. Um, really excited to tag with my friend Cam. So I think I think that, you know you're looking at a really solid solid matchup there. You got Scott Spade with Chris Kamikaze, and I think you know our audience has kind of been disconnected from Scott Spade just because he's been gone for so long and the audience has changed over a good bit. But I think they've slowly been reintroduced to him the past couple times he's been here, and I think you got what could be the dark horse match of the night, uh, good as both of those guys are, and you know. Kamikaze, someone I think really should probably get a little more spotlight on him this year. Um, but I think it's not going to happen in terms of the awards and in terms of just people talking about him. But I think next year could really be Chris's year. I think he has a lot of potential to really break out and kind of become the guy around here next year. So I, I'm really interested to see the, the growth there with Chris. Let's see. What else we've got? We've got Roma Miller versus Eric Walker in an ice pit match for the All Antarctic Championship. I'm excited to see what they're going to ice pit. Really excited. Not going nice. to not going to spoil anything because I've purposely not told anybody what an ice pit match is. But I'm, I'm really excited, and I think you guys will be too. I think you guys. Will. And then of course you get um. You know, Injustice reuniting. Brandon Collins and Big Tune teaming up against two of my trainees, Jake Franklin and Bobcat, and that's going to be a good test for them. You know, they're going to they're going to be stepping in there with two of, two of Pro South's all time best, and, and yeah, they they might be a smidge rusty. They both been out of the ring for a couple of years, um, but I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited to see my friend Brandon Collins back in the ring and, and doing what he's really good at. Um, He's in a lot better health than he was the last time that he was here with us, and and I'm just I'm super excited to see my friends get back together and do a thing, uh, especially Tune, who I haven't seen in probably probably three years now. Uh, really excited to see him. Really excited to see him back at Pro South. I hope it turns into something more personally. You want to you want to nice. add anything to the theory before I segue into the main event? Uh, I think you pretty well covered it. Let's yeah talk about that main. Okay, main event: Aaron Dallas versus Brandon Watley for the Pro South Championship. With the winner immediately defending their title against Aiden Andrews. Um, That's look that has been that whole Rumble situation has been a mess. I'm glad we've cleaned it up, and I'm glad that it's it's got to where it's going to get to. Um, I'm super excited with the story. Super happy with the story that AD and Aiden and Watley have all built. Uh, and I think Watley has had a banner year 
as as Pro South champion. Um, Aiden has had a big comeback and is really showing people who he is for the ones who have forgotten. And you know, AD man, he he's just AD. I don't know. Again, he's to me Aaron Dallas is like Santiago. I don't understand why I have him. He he's that good. He's super young. He's jacked. You know, he's got some personality and charisma. He's never a headache. He's always on time. Yeah, this guy should not. This guy should not be here, Larry. Steve, AD should not be here. <laughs> AD should have a contract. I'm amazed that Gabe did not just snatch him up when he came through here. Uh, I don't yeah. understand. I'll never. Ace, um, it's always great to have you here. I'm glad you're still alive. Glad you're still doing your thing at Pro South. I mean, the only thing I would add to this is, I mean, to me, the obvious, the obvious award that you overlooked is for mentor, and uh, mentor of the year is due. And whether you win or not, whether you get the nomination or not, um, you should know that. And I think you know that. Um, I, I don't know anybody who has worked with a wider array of talent um, who has helped more people along. I, I'm glad that there are a ton of different nominations for Booker because it means people are wanting to acknowledge the people who have helped them. I think that's important. Uh, but if you're looking at just the sheer number of people helped, um, there's a number of people who are great mentors. I think Todd is. Uh, I think Rick has done a great job, and there are others. Um, but nobody is as selfless with it, and nobody um, has worked under more arduous circumstances than you. And you continue to do it, and hopefully you'll continue to do it for many, many years to come. So I wanted to say that for sure while I still had you here. I, I appreciate that, Stephen. As long as I'm physically and mentally able to do this, I have no intentions of slowing down any time. Nice. Nice. Great. Any, any last just things to... you want to promote, Ace, before you go? Well, you know, Larry mentioned the Young Lions Cup, and, and – that's another project of mine. It's kind of been in the works for a minute. Uh, we do have a, a, a habit of ending the year with kind of a non-storyline show that's a tournament. Um, and I decided this year, I said, let's let's spotlight young talent. So we're doing this, this Young Lions Cup. Um, the entrants have to have five years or less experience. So it's kind of disqualified a lot of, a lot of the area wrestlers, which is what I wanted to do. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a shakeup to go, okay, we have to fill 16 spots, which was not the plan, by the way. It was only going to be eight, and then we had such a major interest in it that I decided to expand nice. it to not go ahead and do it as a 16-man tournament or a 16-person wow. tournament. Um, but it's kind of a shakeup because now you can't put some of the people who kind of – I don't want to say hog, but I'm going to say hog. The, the people who kind of hog the top spots and the main card spots uh, in Alabama and Georgia because – they have too much experience. Um, yeah. You've got to work around. That. You've got to use people who haven't had a chance to have as much spotlight on them. And look, we already know it's just the nature of the beast in pro wrestling. Some of them are going to go out there and, and blow it and not do good things for themselves. Some of them are going to come out there and do exactly what you think they're going to do. And then some of them are going to go out there with this opportunity and grab hold of it and choke the life out of it and really make people talk about them going into 2024. I nice. love that idea. I love the idea of, of the potential of something, uh, getting the, the potential to see something extraordinary. I think that's one of the things that's missing 
from a lot of wrestling right now. Mm. Um, and Pro South is clearly a place where that lives, and I think that's part of your vision. And uh, that Young Lions thing, I mean, are there still spots available in theory for that show? As of right now, the the field has filled up. Um, we are accepting a couple alternates because you know how wrestling works. Yep. Dave, you've been here. Uh, I get your ass there. That's what I would do if I was fucking new in the business. I would get my ass there. That's yeah, what someone, I would do. Someone's going to have the dreaded uh, show day car trouble. Um, you know, some, something's going to go wrong. And plus, also, on top of those other things that I just named, it's also Pro South. So if there's not at least one disaster before the show goes live, <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed. Well, Ace, thank you so much for being on. Um, all of our guests killed it, but Ace, it's always just wonderful to talk to you. Um, and remember, if you ever want an award to come Pro South's way, um, I'm always willing to cut a promo. <laughs> um, uh, thank you again, Ace, for coming on. Best, All the best to you, Amy Harley, and all the rest. Absolutely, guys. And if you ever need someone to take that, you know, Georgia wrestling history of the end of the year, just let me know because I'm right here in Alabama waiting for another play. All right. All right. Uh, thanks, Ace. By the way, Ace, thank you. Ace, thank you to you and Amy for uh, buying my new laptop after Brandon Watley destroyed it. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see. Uh, Rob Rod, what's up for you this weekend? Uh, working on trying to work out a spreadsheet of getting uh, names and numbers together, and I'm not a technology person, so this is going to be very interesting. Everything is handwritten right at the moment. Uh, but other than that, I've got overtime, so I've got overtime through the end of the year, so I'm going to be working my ass off in retail. Nice. Um, Deuce, what's going on for you and or Mr. Jake? Uh, the pastor will be at uh, Southern States this Sunday. Uh, we have Calipiro a match. Calipiro with that ass. Calipiro, you know Calipiro go with that ass. You can say whatever you want. You know you're going to get in that ring. How are you not going to get killed, bro? How are you not going to get killed? Well, well, first off, first off, Steve, the ministry oh. always has a plan. Oh. But here's the thing. <laughs> Aeon has to win the match first. And I have it under good authority that the King Sean Nelson has been fasting all week, that he is being prayed over by the elders. They are anointing him in oil. He is going to be well prepared for this match. <laughs> you need to be well prepared. That's what I'm telling you. You go get in that ring. What's going you lost to a cake, bro. What are you going to do when you get in there with Talaferro? I hope you're ready for that. You're not counting on the fact that you're not going to have to confront him, right? You're not. That's not what you're <coughs> assuming is going to happen, I hope. Crazy. Well, you, you see, Steve, in the, in the book of Revelation, Lot defeats the darkness. So we, we know how the story's going to end. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. I can, I'm sure it will be a tale to tell. That's taking place at Southern States, correct? That's, yeah, it's going to be at uh, the Monkey Ridge Brewery uh, in Swanee, 
6 p.m. bell time. It's our first time there, so should be a good event. Uh, I hope Larry's going to be there. Uh, I know Jabari's going to be there. I uh, think the tapped out guys are going to be there, so hopefully we're going to have a good house. People need to turn out for that. We need to get them a good house, make sure Southern States goes out strong here at the end of the year. And a lot and of yeah. people got to see. I'm, just don't, just don't hit yourself. Like that's my advice. Don't be on yourself if you have to do something in that ring. I know you don't have to do something, man. Yeah, be careful. Be careful, please. I, I got this covered. I, I got. The, I have the Lord. On, Steve, I have the Lord on my side. Larry Goodman, where are you going to be this weekend? I'm going to be blowing it out in the last wrestling weekend for me of the year. I'll be reviewing Pro South. I'm afraid by video I can't do three shows in one weekend. Saturday night should be at Southern Fried. And, you know, my Christmas season would not be complete if I didn't go to Southern States and say hello to my good old buddy, Murder One, at their debut <laughs> show in Suwanee. People can say whatever they want about Larry or Georgia Wrestling History and all the rest of it. Larry, the coldest badass in the game. He don't give a fuck <laughs> if you don't like him. He gonna like you regardless. My man is the Mr. Rogers of Georgia motherfucking wrestling. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> unbent, unbroken, and I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Well, thank you to our guests. Gary Lamb, the exotic youth, and Ace Haven. Thank you for Duke joining us. Rob Rod, Larry Goodman. I'm Stephen Platinum, of course, and we're going to see you next time on The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Good night, guys.